Next up. Good candidate. Inter-public group of companies, which is kind of an odd name, wouldn't you say? Uh, IPG is the ticker symbol. And, uh, and, uh, and what? What can I tell you? It's a big uh, advertising company, uh, advertising and marketing services company. Uh, I'm going to just read a little bit here because it explains it better than I can. Communication agencies that deliver custom marketing solutions on behalf of clients. If that doesn't yell high margin, although it doesn't have that high a margin. And they've got a bunch of brands. I know they've, over the years, accumulated a lot of companies. Um, why to be interested in this? Well, remember, we ran a screen that ranked return on capital and earnings yield Top 100, greater than 500 million market cap. This came through that. This has a market cap of, let's see, why did I say that? Because I don't know where that is. I thought, oh, here it is, 4 billion. Yeah, 4 billion. 20 analysts covering it. It's a little bigger than I usually like to gravitate to. But here's the thing it's six and a half times EBITDA. So that's some type of cash flow yield. If I do the inverse of that, it's around 15% cash on cash return in a world where the Treasury is two and a half. Uh, they have a pretty consistent gross margin in the mid-30s. EBIT margin does move around a little bit, particularly in recession years that are the worst in 50 years, like in 09, where it dipped to six. They never lost money. Uh, they've got a leveraged balance sheet, but they're, uh, again, just like on the last company we spoke about, the, the debt is well covered. They've got about a billion two. There's probably, I don't know, I'm going to guess a little bit, 60, 70 million in interest expense a year. They've got EBIT of 700 million, so it's well covered. They've got a decent yield, 2.5%. And the thing I like about advertising, I did a study many years ago, it's just consistently, I mean, it's going to be a little unstable during recessions, but it's consistently 5% of sales of. Uh, uh, you know, Fortune 500 companies. And I think that, you know, we're in a period where business is apt to get a little better and big advertising firms have some economies of scale. Um, and so I like that. Yeah, you know, and I, I'll just second your comment on the fact that it's gotten very non-cyclical. There was a time when it was very cyclical. And uh, what a number of companies discovered back in the, the 80s was that if they kept advertising during a recession... yeah that they gained huge market share in the ensuing economic upturn. Yeah. And so the minute, you know, the, that light bulb went off in corporate America, ad agencies have been able to post decent revenue gains even during economic downturns. Now, there's some evidence of that here, but it's also a little disheartening. Revenues for this company have been about 62 6.3 Say between six and seven billion since two thousand six. There's no yeah. momentum there at all. No yeah. momentum at all. Yeah. Now it's good that their their EBITDA margins have been about twelve percent, you know, for the last five years. So consistent EBITDA margins, but flattish sales. That really doesn't, to me, make a a, a very bull case. But this is what caught my eye. Now we're looking at fact set. There are twenty analysts who follow this company, 20. In the last six months, all of them have estimate reductions, 
and the average price target that these guys have is $12.90. $12.90. So you got 20 guys out there that are experts in this stock, and they're saying it's going to go up 36%. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty big jump. So somebody knows something, or we got 20 guys out there that should be fired. Well, you know, we both had this job where you've got a price target on a stock. The earnings, you know, guidance starts to be down a little bit. It just looks like they might have guided down. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty right now. And the fact is on, an, you know, advertising, it is discretionary. So, you know, notwithstanding what Mo said, and I second that, advertising uh, does gain you share in bad periods. But if you do fear for your cash flow, it is an area that you can cut in the same way you can cut R&D. You know, branding helps you in the future uh, a lot of times, not always right now, just like R&D. And so it does hurt you, but if it's a survival thing, you know, companies do it. And and maybe that's what's going on right now. But I just did the calculation, even between the two numbers you talked about, Mo. In 2006, they had $6.2 billion in sales. 2012, uh, six billion nine hundred and ninety-eight yeah. million. That growth rate is two percent. Yeah, it's two percent, which I think is is GDP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. sadly, uh, but so you have GDP growth here, and the reason you might expect that the multiple would expand is either they have a, you know, a period where they manage to put together a lot of acquisitions in a row, and they get everybody hyped up that their growth rate has changed, even though it hasn't really, but they can create that impression for a little while and then you sell it into that um, or people start to pay up for the stability I mean I, again the long treasury is at a two and a half percent yield well what does that mean again one over two and a half percent let me do the math that's 40 times earnings that don't grow why not because of the growth because of the safety so when you find things that are right. safe, <clears throat> they're worth a lot, and, uh, and and this may be one of those. And one of the one of the uh, last things that we look at when you talk about safety is you you tend to look at a company that pays a dividend because when management feels relatively confident in their future, <clears throat> they they start paying a dividend. So it's interesting. This company has never ever paid a dividend, and they just started in 2011. <laughs> so when a company does that. What they're telling you is we are either more mature and capable of paying that dividend or we are more comfortable in our future than we've ever been since we've come public. I think that's a pretty powerful message they're sending. And it may have something to do with why while analysts are cutting some of their numbers, 20 of them have got a price target for this stock that's up almost 40%. Yeah. So there's a story there, but we're not going to dig any deeper. We're not? There's a value, guys. Oh, yeah. Let's move along then. Um, 